Minister, since March of last year, County Clare has welcomed thousands of Ukrainian and international protection refugees. It's important to note that these refugees have been very warmly welcomed and provided for in County Clare. Frustratingly, the high level of stakeholder engagement and boots-on-the-ground coordination that we saw in March of last year has now pretty much disappeared and evaporated. The oversight and coordination from your department in towns like Ennistymon and Shannon is utterly insufficient at this time. And today I want to ask you for an update on new accommodation that your department and IPAS are procuring in County Clare. And on the issue of those 75,000 beds, they're not all quality beds. 86 of them in my home village are in tents. Thank you. I think we need a decision on that Thank today, you, Minister. Is that going to continue to or back. are we going to keep people in tents? Thank you. Thanks uh, very much, Deputy. I propose to take uh, PQs 66 and 102 together. The arrival of over 70,000 people seeking accommodation in Ireland, um, displaced by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the largest displacement of people in Europe since the Second World War, and those seeking international protection in Ireland, has placed severe pressure on the state to respond to this challenge. As of the 29th of January, there are 19,635 people accommodated in the international protection system as a whole, compared with 7,500 in late 2021. Emergency centres have been opened in all parts of the country. There have been about 60 accommodation locations utilised since January, uh, the January 2022 across 17 uh, counties. In regard to international protection applicants, all the limited accommodation capacity within the international protection accommodation system is currently being used. In this context, the department has no option but to consider all offers of accommodation made to it, including the use of office buildings and sports facilities to address the accommodation shortfall. While offers of accommodation received from lo locations in Clare will continue to be appraised, my department is working with the Office of Public Works to develop a proposal to use a state-owned property in Shannon, the unit uh, 153 in the Shannon Free Zone, for I-Pass accommodation. Uh, this uh, engagement is ongoing. It's not possible to provide final details prior to designs being decided and the facilities provider being contracted to operate the facility. It's anticipated that the property will come online later this year. The OPW confirmed on the 30th of January that the fire officer had reviewed the design proposal for Unit 153 and is satisfied that the design meets fire safety requirements. The OPW await a final format approval from the fire officer but are confident that the layouts shown are acceptable. The OPW do not envisage any problems and are progressing on this basis in order to expedite the project. The International Protection Procurement Service advised the OPW that they are satisfied with the proposed design. The next step for, is for the OPW to move to detailed design and request a, a, a contractor to price the works. The OPW um, will review price proposal and if it is fair and reasonable will progress the project with the current contractor. If the price is regarded as excessive then the detailed design will be issued to the other framework members to price. The design team met again on the 2nd of February and were asked when they expected to be in a position to give indicative timescales for the delivery of detailed designs, costings and a start date for occupancy and the OPW have been requested, uh, have been requested to revert with this information to the uh, IPP as soon as possible. Minister, in December I was contacted by a number of Shannon residents asking if stories they had heard on the rumour mill about this accommodation facility in a factory were true. I put down a parliamentary question because I knew nothing of it and in early January I got a reply from you saying that it was commercially sensitive and there wasn't a scintilla of information after that. Now I'm getting a litany of information, it's not good enough and that information vacuum has led a lot of people to ask legitimate questions in the town but also that information vacuum has been exploited by the far right. We had 
a very unsavoury character show up in the town last week from Dublin. He's known nationally for his activities in the far right realm. It is absolutely unforgivable. I was on Drive Time Radio two weeks ago. Again, no information to hand. And Sarah McInerney and John Cook, in the course of the interview, confirmed to me confirmed to me that this was happening. I'm a colleague of yours in government. I have an elected mandate in Clare, and I'm unable to tell people information. You need to stakeholder engagement. You need to consult your people on the ground. You need to speak with the six school principals. They're already struggling with an enrolment crisis for September 2023, and they haven't, heard, they haven't heard even a squeak from the department. There needs to be communication to make this a success. They're welcome, but you can only do this successfully by engaging. Thank you. I, I, I'm happy to speak on this issue. Uh, I did write to you three weeks ago, Minister, advising you that a number of constituents um, had contacted me around this proposal. So by way of background, um, this ended up in the Clare Champion there about three and a half, four weeks ago, um, and it just referred to Unit 153. Uh, and people weren't um, informed, we weren't informed, there was a lack of information, it's been said by my constituency colleague, um, and a vacuum was created. And, and, and Minister, I'll be blunt. Um, it seems there is a mishandling of the situation. I do recognise the changed landscape, um, but it's the response that I, I'm specifically interested in. Your refusal to engage has created apathy, but also, as been mentioned already, a vacuum was created. Um, you know, and we don't want that further replicated anymore in County Clare. Um, so I once again will reiterate my call in, in my letter, and that was for you to come down and hold a public meeting in and yourself to engage with the community, but also to hear uh, the concerns and the, the issues that they have. Thanks, uh, thanks very much, deputies. So, as I referred to in one of our earlier, uh, one of the earlier replies. We have, um, the Department of Housing put in place a, a statutory instrument which allows for the conversion of uh, office buildings and other buildings to international protection accommodation, recognising the uh, particularly difficult challenges that we face with accommodating uh, both Ukrainian and international protection applicants right now. That is being applied in this particular situation, so this is why we're seeing a change of use of this particular building. This isn't like other situations where my department is directly procuring accommodation. This is a situation where we're working with another state agency with the Office of Public Works, and there are a number of um, commercial elements to its engagement with other contractors. Uh, and I know there's nothing more infuriating for any deputy in terms of being told commercial concerns bars the answer to a question. I know that's frustrating. It's frustrating for, for, for myself as well in terms of being able to get accurate information uh, 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 out to people. But there is significant work going on in terms of this building, and we need to allow that work to take place before we understand, I suppose, A, its, its potential for occupancy in terms of will it be a building for family groups, uh, and as such, that would then have a knock-on impact in terms of uh, the, 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 uh, the need for schools in the area. As I spoke to earlier on, we do have processes now to examine where we are, uh, where new accommodation is coming online to make sure we can link in uh, children living in that accommodation to schools, either local schools or if there's pressure on local schools, schools within the wider area. That's the rail system that Minister Norma Foley has set up initially for Ukrainians, now for international uh, protection applicants as well. But look, I hear the deputies in terms of what they're saying, that they're, I, I recognise that there has been an information vacuum here, and I recognise that that has uh, created challenges for the deputies in terms of ensuring that I think the welcome you both spoke of in terms of that people of Shannon will give to those fleeing war is fully maintained uh, and that there isn't exploitation.
exploitation by uh, malicious actors. Thank you, Minister. There's a steady flow of information here today, but this was information you couldn't give me three or four weeks ago. I and other politicians in the county have been left firefighting. We're trying to give accurate information to people who have genuine concerns. And within that, and beyond that, there's huge exploitation from the far right. I just think you need to give us information, and I cannot fathom why you could not give me information here three weeks ago as a colleague in government, and yet your office was able to brief RT Drive, and that isn't the way this should be working in a coalition government. I just want to finally reference the town of Listu in Varna, County Clare. This time last year it had a population of 400 people, now it's a population close, close to 1,500 people, almost a fourfold increase in population. They have welcomed every single Ukrainian and international protection refugee. They've done an incredible job welcoming them. But the boots on the ground are no longer there. Uh, there was a class at one point being taught in the cloakroom. No GP care. There's a lack of everything. There's no coordination. We need you and your officials, your officials more than you, Minister, to be on the ground. They were everywhere last March. They marched up and down the street with ambassadors. There were photos taken, photo opportunities, fanfare. Thank There's nothing now. And the town, the town is pleading here Thank for support Deputy and help from government. They will play their part, but they want government to step up as well. Deputy Violet uh, all right. I suppose the reason why I've called for the public meeting is because local residents have relayed legitimate concerns uh, regarding whether your department has consulted with local services such as the Shannon Health Centre and the local schools in the area to ensure that they will be adequately equipped to deal with this extra capacity. Minister, um, I would also like information around the financials and particulars of the unit. I know you've mentioned there that that's being looked at and, and that will, information will be with your department shortly, but you might send on that information then to myself and can you also please confirm to the house how much the proposed unit or the refit of the unit will cost and secondly if you can please inform how you were able to rezone this unit despite the fact that it, it is in the Shannon free zone which is purely industrial and commercial zone by definition and secondly how will it be possible to bring this unit up to code in respect of basic sanitation habitation standards and fire and safety regulations and also clarity around numbers um, that maybe uh, take residence there, Gormagat. A statutory instrument has been put in place that creates a planning exemption in terms of the use of uh, facilities for either international protection accommodation or Ukrainian accommodation. It's two separate planning exemptions and that is being applied in this situation. So that allows the change of use to take place in this situation. Uh, the other elements of the building code, fire cert, uh, the, the building management controls, they continue to apply and we, the, uh, a building such as this can't be used until those have been, have, have been uh, appropriately certified. I don't have the financial details, that financial detail is coming and as soon as I'm in a position to, 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 to make it available, I'll make it available to deputies and that's why I wasn't able to give more information to, to you deputy earlier on and I absolutely accept what you're saying in terms of it limited your and, and other deputies' ability to be able to get correct information out. There is a challenge, particularly when these projects are undertaken across a number of departments. There's, there's um, I suppose, more elements of red tape, more barriers towards the, the free flow of information than had this been just done through, through my department. I'm very appreciative when we do joint projects. I'm appreciative of the support the OPW are giving here. I'm appreciative of the support, for example, the Department of Defence are giving elsewhere in terms of, uh, of bringing, forward, uh, bringing forward accommodation. It is indicative of the very real pressure we're under uh, and the fact that people are being left accommodated, as Deputy Smith spoke to earlier on, that we've had to move in this very rapid fashion in a, 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 a number of, of areas. 